Let's talk a little bit about fasting. Now, the intention is by no means that this will be a comprehensive teaching on fasting, but we are going to expound a little bit more on it. Um, because we are, as a ministry and individually, in a time when we will be fasting because of circumstances. Um, so let's start with Matthew, the obvious place. Mm. Go for it. So let's go to Matthew chapter 6. And we'll read together from verse 16 to verse 18. <clears throat> Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place, and your father, who sees in secret, will reward you openly. Now, firstly, the obvious thing that we can gain from this piece of scripture is that the Lord is encouraging believers to, when they fast, not make a spectacle of it. So it's not, for, it's not to prove anything to men or to other people. Um, we see that he puts emphasis on the fact that but to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So what we want to get to is that fasting, in actual fact, should be an outward action of something that is happening on the inside or something that should be happening on the inside. So it's an outward act of something that should be happening spiritually, if we want to understand it that way. Mm. Now, uh, this can happen in a few ways. So... Um, this could be that there's a realization of our own need in context to the kingdom for repentance. And so we enter into a fast. A good example of this would be when Jonah goes to the city of Nineveh and warns them of God's coming judgment. And then they call a, a fast for all the people. So everyone has to enter into a fast. This isn't because something has happened in unison in all of their hearts already. But they understand that there needs to come a change. There needs to be a pause. Uh, life cannot continue as normal. So mm. they, they cause a break in the, in the usual trend of things, call a fast, and uh, respond uh, to God in a repentance attitude. We'll look at that some more now. Mm. Uh, there could also be a realization of a need regarding the world around us. So that would be something that we see happening now. Uh, there could be a perceived danger. Mm. We'll also look at that, examples of that. Uh, or it could be a humble or desperate response uh, because certain circumstances call for it. Mm. And again, we'll see there are examples of that. Um, before we move on to some of the examples, I'd like to take us to uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. And it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I think this is a really good um, spiritual explanation of what we're talking about. So although fasting is an outward action, something that we do actively uh, in putting aside certain food or drink specifically, um, this really is a good example, a good explanation of what is happening on the inside. So there's a hunger and thirst for righteousness. Now righteousness obviously is quite wide in its, in its sense. This could be uh, righteousness for 
our own lives in a straight walk. This could be righteousness for the body, righteousness in the world, righteousness in terms of God's plan and God's will. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add mm. in regards to that. I think um, at this point, it's very important to now connect the righteousness concept with um, the bigger context of why would Messiah, Yahushua, mm. uh, say these things in context to the Sermon on the Mount to the Jews? Now, by no means is this proof that he's teaching that believers should fast uh, on a regular basis yes. or random basis or anything. He's speaking into something that was already in existence yes, and something that they were already used to doing. It was a given when you fast. Mm. And then he's speaking specifically to the Pharisees. Now, if we just look at biblical account, mm -hmm. there would be special occasions of calling yes. a fast yes. in response to the things that you summed up for us. But then they had the yearly feasts, mm. and there would be forms of fasting mm. In the yearly cycle. Yes. So, as part of the rhythm of life, there would be certain um, uh, specific items or things that was done that could constitute fasting. Mm, mm. So, so a Sabbath rest would be fasting from work. Yes. Not food. Um, there could be fasting leavened bread, so taking the leaven out. This is a reminder of repentance, but a bigger reminding, reminder in context to the feasts of the righteousness factor. Mm. The righteousness of God is that Messiah would come into the world, that he would dwell in man and with man. It is connected to the Holy Spirit, outpouring of the Holy Spirit to... Um, to uh, the reconciliation work, the adoption work, and the perfection work, the one day, the judgment, all mm. those things. Mm. And so he's not just randomly speaking to them about fasting. Yes. So this becomes very important because he's not talking about when one of the Pharisees decided to do a personal <laughs> fast. Yeah. He would be speaking into a, a cultural context mm. where... Uh, during the f certain feast days and certain times of the year, yes. the Pharisees and some other religious people would make a big show of the fact that we're all going to show each other how we're doing this fast. This sounds very familiar in our modern world. Now, there's nothing wrong with fasting specific things and not fasting all food. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. But we know that, um, for instance, uh, certain religious groups have taken it to ridiculous lengths. Now, there are certain things when it comes to fasting, certain aspects that has to be connected one to the other mm. for it to be a biblical fast. So I just wanted to add that. So, do you want to go to Joel next? Yes. Um, just... To kind of sum up the Matthew scriptures, we have one scripture in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. This is when Yahushua is being tempted in the wilderness, and it just, you can go meditate on this. 
Uh, chapter 4, verse 4. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So again, if you just connect that to, to what we said about you know, the outward action of something hap- that happens inwardly or spiritually. Yeah, so here there would be a very important aspect of when we fast food to give ourselves to the Word of God and the interaction of the Holy Spirit, but also, if we can, to give ourselves with that, if, with, to the interaction of the body. That's why fast, 99% of the time, fasting would be a corporate thing. Yes. Connected to the body, connected to the big picture. Again, connected very, to the righteousness. The exactly. righteousness being God's kingdom, His plan, His will, and that's usually corporate. Exactly. So, the few occasions where we see personal fasting, people individually fasting, it's primarily because they are separated from the nation or the body Mm -hmm. in some way Mm -hmm. so they are finding themselves on their own Mm -hmm. so in this case Yahushua is in a 40 day fast because specifically once off he's going to be tempted by Satan and and this is connected to the word that's why he's saying uh, he's referring to the fact that we're not living from bread or, or physical food but we're living also from the words that proceed from the Father. Now, this brings me to another point. There's Moses yes. fasts but for 40 days, but to receive the law. Again, the word. The word. Um, and usually there's also, if there is an individual fast, in, in some context it would be related to the benefit of the body. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. So we could see a prophet maybe going through a forced fast or a voluntary fast. Elijah but it's usually in connected with something. Yes. Okay, something or specific. significance, yeah. And so, yes, I don't disagree with um, corporates, churches or groups doing a corporate 40-day fast. But... Um, we have to be careful that it's connected with the right aspects. Yes. So receiving the word, establishing the word, repenting regarding the word, mm-hmm. and if really need be, to acknowledge the fact that there's a time of testing our mm-hmm. faith and we want to um, hunker down and uh, become steadfast for the testing. Exactly. So this would be like a perceived danger or, you know, because we need... A response from God in specific circumstances. So it all connects exactly. together. So from here on it gets easier. Okay, okay. so let's go to Joel <coughs> chapter 2. <laughs> uh, verse 12. It says, Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Now, we're not going to expound too much on this scripture. It's just to give a bit of context in terms of where we see fasting uh, in the word. Um, And so we see here there's fasting with weeping and mourning. And then he continues to say, So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. So there's just a a kind of an attitude that we can mine from this. But we're not going to linger here too long. So from here... Um, um, Just on the scripture, 
<clears throat> this brings us to the reason for this specifically teaching. We want to focus on the renting of the heart. Yes. The, the fasting helps us to come into a place of contriteness, a place of mourning, because let's be honest with each other. We, I don't know about all of you, I suspect it's the same. I can have moments where I connect with the severity of the situation in the world around me. Currently, currently we know that people across the globe have lost loved ones. People across the globe has loved ones in ICU, in hospitals that are sick, people that are sick. Uh, currently they don't know how sick they are going to become because of the COVID virus. And it's not the only illness that is uh, plaguing the no. planet right now. No. Then there is the reality that there is a um, economic Depression. storm heading our way. It's already hitting and it's hitting hard, mm. but we haven't even reached mm. the full-blown storm yet. Mm. So uh, the reality is that uh, I can connect with the pain of humanity and especially the body of Messiah as it is um, spread all over the globe uh, for moments. But I don't have the ability mm. to mourn for the hardship uh, to mourn in the sight of God for the protection of God for uh, prolonged periods of time. And this is where we enter into a fast of food mm -hmm. or other things to help us to enter into that place where we uh, don't go back into our false sense of uh, security, our false mm -hmm. sense of self-confidence, mm -hmm. or just because I'm doing okay. Mm -hmm. um, I'm saying I'm going to intentionally put myself in a place where I'm creating the environment where my heart can remain contrite for the sake of others, mm -hmm. um, for the sake of the body, for the sake of the kingdom on earth, for mm -hmm. the sake of the gospel that has to go to the nations, mm -hmm. for the sake of the salvation of those that are, that are lost. And this is where we enter into a fast to to rent our hearts, to get to that place where my heart can start to understand the severity of the situation and the urgency. Mm -hmm. It is cultivating an, an, a, a, an environment and a an, 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 um, climate of uh, urgency in myself and in others. This is where we want to go with fasting. We want to be able to focus for longer than 10 minutes, 20 minutes. We don't want to fixate. No. There's a difference between a fixating type of worry and getting involved without the solutions. Mm. Um, we don't want to get caught up. We want to be caught up in the presence of the Lord so that we can seek for solutions, seek for mercy, seek for grace. Cry out to the Lord for the need of the body, for the need at the moment of our planet, of humanity at large, of nations and tribes and families. Mm -hmm. And um, this is why we are paying so much attention to fasting, the heart of fasting. Yes. 
It's not about the food. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. So mm. let's go on to... Right, so let's go to Nehemiah. Chapter 1. And I'm going to read from verse 3. You can go read more of the scriptures for context. And they said to me, The survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down and its gates are burned with fire. So it was, when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And then he goes into an entire prayer where he ends off in verse 11 with saying, O Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. And let your servant prosper this day, I pray, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. So, please go read this prayer again. In his fasting, he's praying that the Lord will be attentive to the prayers of um, certain people. Mm. So we can pray that, Lord, let you be attentive to the prayers of the righteous, of the faithful, of those who are calling out to you and seeking you. Mm. The Word of God says that anybody that will call out in His name will be saved. And so we are praying, we are partnering with their prayers, with their mm. calls, with the, uh, even the call of the Israelites when they were in Egypt, the... the um, Morning of their hearts came up to the Lord. Yes. And I believe that oftentimes before people call out with their mouths, they start calling out with their hearts. And we are praying for those who don't understand what their hearts are doing. We're praying, Lord, uh, be attentive to their calls mm. and their, uh, their desperate calls. Mm. And so uh, now we're picking up on Nehemiah is fasting and praying for the same reason that Ezra and them would be praying and fasting, that Daniel would be praying and fasting. And we start picking up on, there's a praying and fasting dynamic that's mostly connected with the Israelites, God's set-aside people. Um, Moses, Moses wouldn't need to fast for 40 days if God weren't using him to give to the Israelites what they needed. Exactly. And so it's always connected to the body, to the house of God, to the building of the house mm. of God. Please pay attention. Let this be our main focus and motivation whenever we fast and pray. Mm. Um, it's very seldomly that we need to fast and pray about something in our lives if it's not connected to the body. We want to minimize any time that we're paying attention to my thing, my need, there will be times when we have financial need, when we have um, need for healing, and it is okay to pray and fast about that. But the reason I need to be healed is so that I can be functional and productive and bear fruit as part of the body. Mm. The reason I need to be healed financially and provided for mm. is, yes, uh, people need to feed their children, look after their children, and so forth. But the bigger picture is, your prayer will be heard if your life is of benefit 
to mm. the building of the house of the Lord. Mm. Um, uh, there's very few circumstances in the Bible where people are individually praying because they need something. Yes. Um, not that God doesn't hear those kind of prayers, but the fasting aspect, it's uh, in connection with God's rhythms, His cycles, God's word, God's house, God's people. So in Nehemiah, we can see that very clearly. He heard that it's not going well with God's people. And he took it on himself as an individual to say, Lord, my heart is breaking. Now, that is where we want to go. Shall we go to Ezra? Yes. Right. Let's go to Ezra <coughs> chapter 8. This is the book just before Nehemiah. Chapter 8. <clears throat> and I'm going to read from verse 21 to verse 23. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava, that we might humble ourselves before our God, to seek from him the right way for us and our little ones and all our possessions. Stop there. So tell us what Ahava is. So Ahava, uh, many of those who fellowship with us, this should be ringing a bell. Um, it is actually the Hebrew word or root word for love. So we've just done a teaching on love. So this is okay. And um, what are what are they fasting and praying for? Um, can I continue reading? No, just like lift that out, and then you can continue. Oh, okay, so um, to seek from him the right way for us and our little ones and all our possessions. And we'll see some context now, then I can explain it a yes. bit better. So, um, verse 22, For I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road, because we had spoken to the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all those for good who seek him. But his power and his wrath are against all those who forsake him. So we fasted and entreated our God for this, and he answered our prayer. So to just give a bit of context, Ezra has gathered together uh, quite a number of leaders, Hebrew leaders, and they are making their way back to Jerusalem to go rebuild the temple. Now, obviously they are on the road, and there is quite a number of them, but they are finding themselves in a situation where they realize that you know, any nation could could attack them on the road. They are exposed. Uh, there could be thieves or, you know, all sorts of danger on the road while they travel. And so here, they call a fast. They're praying to the Lord, but not specifically just, you know, Lord, protect us. They're asking, Lord, lead us, show us the right way for us to go. And I think this is also quite significant because it connects so strongly with the righteousness that we spoke about in the beginning. So they're not just saying, Lord, we're going to walk this road. Please, we're praying now and we're fasting. Protect us. They're going, Lord, which is the safest path? What is the best route for us to take so that you can, can protect us? And uh, maybe you can explain to us what you said earlier about uh, they... Or I could do it. So um, there was the initial stepping out in faith. Um, obviously, they've God is, God's hand is quite clearly in this situation to lead them back to Jerusalem to be able to go rebuild the temple of God. And so um, the favor of God is, is quite evident. And so they're stepping out in faith, but now in the situation that they are in, they obviously have one of two, one of two options. 
they could either request from the king and say, well, it would be nice and good if we can have some protection, or they could go the spiritual route. And so what they decide to do is to entreat God specifically for his protection to, to fast and pray and believe that he will, he will guide them and he will respond from his side. So I don't know if you want to elaborate. So it's, it's, it's um, significant that they are not um, assumptions. Presumptuous. <laughs> and yeah, so they basically um, are going back to Israel because God has caused the king to send them back. Mm. They are already in God's will. They're part of God's specific plan and specific will. Yes. They are key players already in a very big storyline. Um, they know that behind this, uh, they know that it's, there has been prophecies made before that they would return, that the temple would be built. And here we see that they're not assuming that they can just... They've already expressed to the king and the um, uh, Assyrians or Babylonians, they've expressed to them, our God is mighty. We trust in our God. We are okay. He's going to protect we, us. That's it. But now, this is a lesson we want to learn from them. Mm. They are going to still turn to God, seek Him with a very humble attitude in prayer. Now, we can embark on the will of God. We can, in light of today's circumstances, we can say, well, I have covenant. I am in the will of God, I'm part of the work of God, I'm part of God's will, I'm always seeking God's will, and um, I should be safe from the COVID virus, I should be safe from the consequences, uh, God will bring us through this, but the fact is that uh, we are still going to seek Him, with a contrite heart, with humility, mm. with a sense of urgency mm. and desperation even. Yes. And so, Lord, before the trouble starts, mm. point us in the right direction. Mm. Lead us, protect us. We need you. And we need you. And we can no longer put our trust in the things of this world. Yes. yes. Um, and so, I think, in just looking at the circumstances that we find ourselves in, is great practice ground. Mm for us to know how to do this, how to cultivate this attitude. It is a, um, a wonderful opportunity yes. to practice what we would need to be able to maintain mm. if we should be part of the end day yes. unfolding. Yes. Right, so the way they do it, it is seeking direction, mm. protection, mm. provision but for God's people. And remember, they're on their way mm. to go and help establish the law, help establish the ways of God. Rebuild There's the actual temple. certain um, um, expertise mm. that is needed that they're bringing, and that is why they're going. So let's always connect what we're busy with in prayer and fasting with the big picture purposes that God has for our generation mm. on earth regarding the building of his house and the equipping of his people. Yes. Let's go to Isaiah. Mm. Isaiah 58. 
We're going to pick it up now. There's, um, it's probably a good idea to go read uh, chapter 57 and read through from verse 14. Um, and you can even get some more context by, context by going back. Let's pick it up at um, verse, 50, verse 1 of chapter 58. Cry aloud, despair not, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness. And you will not fast as you do this day to, to make your voice, and, your voice heard on a high. Is it a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? Okay. I want to backtrack. Now, here we find some aspects that we should be watching out for. Mm. If we are going to go into one day of fasting or days of fasting, and for that matter, uh, we do encourage people to have the Saturday of the week as a rest day. Although we do not maintain an adherence to a Sabbath day according to the law, because yes. the law has been fulfilled, we glean from it a principle that we believe is still valid of God in His loving goodness and, and, and provision has given to us a day of rest. This is a day so that we could rest from our works, from our worries, from our conflicts, mm. from all the things that distract us back into to the flesh, and we can rest. Now, this is the dangers that will come when people fast. The conflicts. Mm. I've seen um, families in churches, they want to fast and then they come into conflict with their children, with each other because of what, how to cook the food, how to make things, especially Daniel fasted, fasts. So now we want to pay attention. He says, um, people ask God's ways of him. They want to know his judgments. They want to know his justification. So people are praying, Lord, tell me about your word. Teach me your word. And yet um, we're not going to implement those things. So firstly, that's more important than any kind of fast. Then secondly, um, if we are seeking God in fasting for understanding, for revelation, then there's a responsibility. We are making ourselves available mm. for Him to give us understanding. What are we going to do with the understanding? To speak to us. What are we going to do when He speaks? To, we can fast to understand His Word. And then we get revelation and we cannot afford to neglect the revelation or forget uh, after a while what happened when we were fasting. It's very dangerous. Then he's saying, um, uh, they take delight in approaching God. 
And then they say, why have we fasted? They say, and you have not seen. Why have we afflicted ourselves and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure. Now he's saying, he's telling them why they're fasting. They're doing a spiritual thing. But practically, there's aspects that's uh, hindering them in uh, finding a response from God. And God is saying, you're asking me why I didn't respond, why it didn't, didn't seem that I noticed that you're fasting, because you're thinking your fasting is going to do something. Mm. Putting confidence in the fact that I'm not eating food, but not um, bringing correction when it comes to righteous action. Mm. Uh, fasting without correction, fasting without repentance, fasting without returning to self-control and perseverance, that kind of fasting is not going to bring any results. So we're never going to impress the Lord with not eating food or just afflicting our souls even. Mm. There is something that goes with it. It's an affliction of the soul in response to us realizing that a repentance is needed, that a response to what God is needed. Mm. God in His goodness and His grace is letting us know, communicating to us that there's a response needed. Mm. And our fasting response, uh, we see in some cases in sackcloth and ashes, mm. with afflicting their souls and not eating bread, they sometimes didn't even allow the animals to eat. Why? Because it was almost a desperate response mm. to something that they knew God was making known to them. Now, he says, um, in fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure. So now we're saying we're going to fast and afflict our souls. Then we turn to things that are still going to give us pleasure so we, uh, we think uh, we divert our attention mm. from God. And then when we come under pressure, do we asking why? So during a time of fasting, be aware of the fact that we become more vulnerable, more sensitive. Mm. And um, we should take it seriously. Otherwise, you're just putting yourself in danger. I think maybe something to just add at this stage is... Um, You'll notice if you've fasted in the past, if, if the response, the inner response is the correct one. It's in line with, so the, the actual physical fast is just a, a reflection of what's happening spiritually or on the inside. Then the fast itself is not, is not the issue. It's not necessarily easy or just a walk in the park, but it's not something that becomes all-consuming. Um, we've seen in the past, or I'm sure we would all know, that if the fast was done from another place, any other place than that heart response or wanting, needing a response from God, that righteousness aspect, then the fast itself, the physical act, becomes an all-consuming kind of yeah. event. Um, and, and that's a sure sign that something's wrong. Now then you can have a look here at um, verse 3, 4, and 5. He continues, says, pay attention to very practical everyday things like how you treat other people, your laborers, your workers, your co-workers. So now the person that's fasting becomes irritable with their co-worker has just undone all the fasting they've done. These are the things we should pay attention mm -hmm. to. 
And then I've, I know, for instance, over certain Jewish holidays in our modern life, the Jewish person has to um, keep his family meals and stuff, and they're not allowed to work. So what do they do? They get all their workers to work overtime. You see, this is the kind of attitude that we mm. should be aware of. It's very simple things, but we miss them. Uh, indeed, you fast for strife and debate. Now, this is another thing. Now, in serious circumstances of fast, the person that is in the fast that's not actually in the right attitude or, or not finding themselves in the safety of the secret place with God, mm. they are going to become irritable, tested. The enemy is going to come and test. And so now strife and debate can very easily be the consequence of yes. a fast if we're going to do fasts with other people. Be aware of these dangers. Um, and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will, not fa you will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Now some people fast and then combine it with uh, such aggressive prayer almost assaulting the um, very high seat of heaven. And there's people that teach us that you should do this. Uh, it's not a good idea. A contrite spirit, a quiet, repentant attitude, a seeking the Lord for what He wants to do, He wants to say, mm. coming back into His will. You bring your request, that's the right attitude. Okay, It's not a good idea to fast and then lift your voice mm. in loudness. Um, is, is it, verse 5, is it a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Is this not the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness? So repentance in our own lives and in the lives of people around us. To undo, these are the purposes, the fruit of righteousness in a fast. To loose the bonds of wickedness. To undo the heavy burdens. So this is in a fast where we start to forsake those things that worry us, those things that have heaped up on our, in our lives and mm -hmm. started to burden us. We cannot fast and carry the burden. Yes. Cannot fast and continue in the worry. Cannot fast and continue maintaining the fear. Mm. So a person can do a fast and not eat, but in their thoughts, go into judgment towards mm. a brother. Mm. Uh, this is the pitfalls of fasting or that we want to fixate on, on a certain issue or circumstance. Exactly. We want to watch mm. out for these things. Um, to undo the heavy burdens. Pray these things. In, in preparing for fasting and while fasting, seek the Lord. Say, Lord, let this be true in my life. A fast that you have proclaimed. Mm. A fast that I must, uh, I'm bringing myself in humility to you. Set me free from the burdens. Have me fast from the worry. Have me fast from those things that will distract my thoughts and my heart. Father, I want to have all my attention focused on you, on your heart, on your ways, but your purposes more than anything else. Mm. To let the oppressed go free 
and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear God. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually, and satisfy your soul in drought, and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Then the promises carries on. Now this links very beautifully with um, what we saw in the Gospels, that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they will be filled and satisfied. Now you see, there's an attitude. It is also connecting with the promise that Yahushua gave us, that your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Mm. Now this is this kind of, together with a fasting, there's acts of righteousness, mm. attitudes of righteousness. Now under the lockdown, maybe you cannot go out and share your food with others. But you could, in prayer, lift up others in prayer. Um, be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. Send a smile or a encouragement. Pray for others. And if you do find out of a need, then make sure that we reach out to people in need. As far as people in need is concerned within our fellowship, we uh, have to reiterate, check with us. If you have something on your heart, we will be able to confirm, yes, this is a good time to give a gift or give some food or a helping hand. This is a good time to reach out. These are the things we want to do during times of fasting. <clears throat> so again, it immediately takes us from an inward focus mm. to an outward focus, not only a God focus, but a body focus. Mm. All of these uh, verses that we've read, this piece of scripture, is applicable to the body, to the nation of Israel in this case, in our case, the body, so brothers. Um, very, this is probably the most important part of what we wanted to do, is to focus on this attitude. Now together with our own attitude of a contriteness, a humility. Uh, we combine that with an attitude of vision, understanding. Where does correction need to be take place? Which burdens need to be let go of? Which bonds need to be broken? Where is an extension of forgiveness needed? Or a... Um, attitude of love and mm -hmm. care needed to be extended. This, mm -hmm. These things go together with, with, with um, fasting. Otherwise, fasting becomes for self, mm -hmm. 
And believe me, fasting will pull you into yourself if you're not careful. It's not about me finding God. Mm-mm. It's about me connecting with His purposes as He communicates it with me and about the response and the response that is going to bear fruit. Can we look at Daniel's fast? Yes. I'm just going to read Isaiah 66 verse 1 and 2 for us. It says, Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me and where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand is made and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I look, on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. So there's the attitude. Please read that again. Mm. Now let's talk about Daniel's fast. Now Mm. we could fast in different ways. Publicly, we could fast certain foods. Yes. It's much more important to fast distractions Mm. and even more important to fast the flesh. So fasting the flesh is the purpose of fasting the food. So practically, we could, for a short period of time, I do not support people that say they're going to do a 40-day fast. Mm. 40-day fasts are for people like Moses and Yahushua and Elijah. And it is connected to God's very expressed purposes. Don't just do it because you want want breakthrough Mm. in something. If you need breakthrough in your spiritual life, get into the Word. Make sure that your orderly discipleship is in place. Okay. Daniel fast, however, is where people fast for a longer period of time normally a certain aspect of eating or drinking. Mm. Right. Now... Let's talk about Daniel. So Daniel is part of a group of about 10,000 Jewish boys that are brought to Babylon. Um, and the they the crop, are brought there because uh, the dictator, the king that uh, just invaded Jerusalem, he wants to bring together in his kingdom all the best minds and talent Mostly for the purpose of uh, reading the stars uh, for magic, for those kind of advisory roles and so Mm. forth. He's looking for bright minds and potential. Now, all these young men has to go through through a three-year period of training. And it's here that we see that Daniel and his friends uh, ask that they are allowed not to eat all the delicacies and food from the table of the king. So they are apportioned um, wine and food and you can imagine Babylon, Mm. the center of the civilization, the world at that stage, the culinary influences that were brought together there. But now most people think that Daniel continued to eat like that for the rest of his life. By the end of the three-year period, most likely um, he already could go back to a normal Jewish uh, Jewish um, uh, diet. Why? Because this is three years later. Mm. 
the, we all know what Jews do. They settle themselves and they go back and they establish their culture. And pretty soon you can find um, kosher, food. kosher food and so mm. forth. So, how do we know that Daniel didn't continue with this diet for the rest of his life? Because now in chapter 10 of the book of Daniel, we see that he specifically says this. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called Balthazar. The message was true, but the appointed time was long, and he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning, mourning three full weeks. Mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth. So he's saying for a whole three weeks. <clears throat> Emphasis placed on, he's saying, for an entire three weeks. He's saying, for a whole three weeks I did this. <clears throat> Why are we emphasizing this? Can you pass me some water? <clears throat> because... This shows that he wasn't doing it all the time. If he was doing it all the time, then there's no need to... He wouldn't say, uh, well, I've been doing this for a whole three weeks. He was afflicting his own soul. He was seeking the Lord, and he very clearly says, I ate no pleasant food, no meat, no wine. He says... Um, in the beginning of the Daniel story there, they say that they ate vegetables, drank water, and, um, and fruits. So now, it's amazing that out of this, people could write entire books on how to diet, and so forth. He did it for three weeks. He didn't eat meat, didn't drink wine. And he adds, he ate no pleasant foods, whatever that might be. Mm. So how do we negotiate a Daniel fast? We're going to do it literally in two minutes. It is set aside the things that will distract you. The moment you have to start thinking and planning, planning about recipes to get more broccoli into your body then you're missing the point of a Daniel fast. Okay, we don't want to do that. We want to bring this back to the heart of it. He was afflicting his own soul, focusing his attention on the plight of his people, the house of the Lord that had to be built, on what did the future hold? Mm. What this, did all these things mean? And there was visions and dreams, and he was looking for understanding. Mm. He was adding a physical response to a desire, contrite heart, and he wanted to understand, and God responded to him. Okay, now, if we want to fast, the main point is, don't get fixated on the fast. That defeats the point. Daniel isn't in the way that he's writing this, he's making it clear that three weeks was not easy for him either. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So it wasn't easy for him. People have this misconception that Daniel did this all the time. No, he didn't. It was hard for him too. <clears throat> so we want to exclude the things that's going to satisfy and going to distract us. <clears throat> that's basically it. So if we have to now go come up with recipes, shopping lists, spend time in the shops to trying try and to find, find loopholes around <laughs> eating fruits and vegetables. And now you start blending all your foods together <laughs> to try and um, do things. The easiest, simplest way of getting some food into your stomach that is going to sustain you. Mm. So that it doesn't take That's time it. or attention. So you're not going to take all the time to go slaughter a lamb, go buy the meat, cleanse Broil the meat. Broil it, prepare, prepare it, cook it. it for hours. So literally we're going to say the way you make your soup, there's no rules. What spices I can add, what I can't add. Am I allowed to eat garlic? Am I allowed to eat mm. this or that? Forget about it. This, even if you put cheese on your broccoli, it's not going to distract from the fact that your heart is going to start becoming focused on the Lord. Just because mm. you are making way, you're making space, you're yes. creating the space. Okay? If by accident somebody offers you a mint and you put it in your mouth, it's not a disaster. Forget mm. about it. Okay? Those are not the transgressions. The transgressions is when we get caught up in the thing we're doing. So we keep our food simple if you are doing a Daniel fast. If you're doing a one day or two day fast, just if you can, medically, if it's safe, move food out of the way so that you can Focus afflict your soul. Mm. The idea is we don't afflict ourselves easily. It takes something. A booster. To trigger that response. Um, if you can't fast food, <coughs> fast your phone, fast... It. Actually, we should be fasting all these things at once. So, uh, cut out on the social media. We're not saying don't touch your phone. Mm. Cut down on it. Distractions. Mm. Don't say, we're not saying don't watch a movie when you're fasting. If you've been praying, you've been spending hours and hours in the Word seeking God and you want to watch Life of Birds on TV while you um, eat your broccoli, then do that. But the chances are, if the response is correct and if the fast is working, chances are you probably won't want to do that. Exactly. So, so, so this is uh, the response, the, the right way should lead you down the right path. Mm. So we... If parents, if you are praying and fasting, get your children not to listen to um, worldly music, mm. bring things into the house. This should be a golden rule anyways. But it's sometimes good to just make way in our everyday lives so that other people don't become the tempters mm. and the problems in the fast that we are doing. And if you can, isolate yourself for a fast. That's why a one-day fast could do much more than a seven-day fast. If it's done properly. If you go into rest, mm. go into isolation, move everything aside, seek the Lord, eat the next day. Um, 
it's usually almost impo impossible to do a seven day and get all the other factors right. We're not saying don't do it, it's just don't push it where it mm. doesn't have to go. Mm. I think that's okay for now. Mm. Well, if you have questions, contact us. Mm. If there's dietary requirements, Issues, contact yeah. us. And um, be, be ready for some, testing some prodding and uh, you'll get through it. Mm.